Good evening and welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027 with me, Richard Cock. We always do this on a Sunday from 6pm till 8pm. I talk to someone who is a person of note and we listen to music of their choice. I'm Richard Cock, and my guest tonight is Levi Sechapani. Welcome, Levi. Thank you, Maestro. It's wonderful to have you on the program. And I don't know where you've been recently. Levi, just for our listeners, is a famous tenor. And I say famous now because he is quite famous. He does specializes in the music of Rossini, I think. Wow. But you also do lots of other things, I guess. Just tell us, first of all, where you've come from right now. Okay, right now I am um, on vacation for two months and I live in Germany. I'm based there in Munich um, and I've just... Uh, I've just finished a production of Rossini's La Cenerentola, which happens to be an opera that I do a lot, uh, and in Liege, in the, the Royal Opera uh, House there. And it was a wonderful, successful um, production of Rossini's La Cenerentola. But you are a sort of Rossini specialist now. I am. I th and it's because of the, your type of voice. That's true. That is right. So just describe it for us. Um, <clears throat> The Italians say that they describe the, the, the Rossinian voice, tenor voice, as the tenore um, leggero or tenore di grazie, which means a tenor that graces us with this beautiful sound. And uh, these, um, these um, types of voices, are obviously, they specialize in this repertoire, not only Rossini, but in uh, the repertoire of Rossini, uh, Donizetti, and Bellini. Bel canto. The bel canto. So I like to call myself a bel canto tenor. People call me a Rossini tenor because I do specialize in the repertoire of Rossini and I sing more roles uh, um, uh, written by uh, in, in the operas of Rossini. Than anything else. Than anything else. And are you a freelance tenor now or do you, are you I based am. somewhere? Yes, I'm a freelance tenor now. I, I've been doing uh, this, uh, this work for, uh, it's been three years now in the, in the business um, and I'm enjoying it. And it suits you to be freelance. It is. It's very difficult, you know. Um, I I don't like to say to people I'm at the top. It's for me. It's it's. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in, in doing what I love, and um, and it's 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 lovely. You know, it's it's very difficult because I am never home. You always living out of suitcases. You know that. Uh, also, it's um, you have now a lot of people that look up to you, that 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 listen to you, that follow you, and that travel the world to go to every performance because they want to hear you um and it's it's very interesting for me it's there's so much pressure as well you know uh because you always sort of have to be on top in top shape so you've got some real groupies <laughs> do people really travel around they do people travel yeah. around yes there's a man uh, called peter he's a he's belgian um, man and he literally his schedule is full of opera stars that he follows around the world that he sees and there's also and, and travels to go he travels to yeah. every every single opera star that he that he likes and he comes dressed in a suit and every suit uh, uh it, it's his suits have are in different colors and on the on the left side here uh there's a ta name tag of a, an opera star that he he's going to watch it would be written Iende or Makungo or Sikhapani <laughs> and does he follow South African singers he, he follows uh I think he follows Pretty Ender and me, but the others, I don't know if he does. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You really must love your opera to do that sort of thing. 
<laughs> yes, yeah. you, mu- you must really be crazy you're about going it. Only to opera. Only to opera. Yeah. I don't know if when he works. I, I don't. I'm not sure if he works. I I I asked him this before. I said, Peter, do you work? He said, uh, He said, mm, I do my work sometimes. That's when I don't come to see you. You see, I said, but when you don't see me, you see others. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, we're going to listen to your first choice of music now, which is a piece called De Troncate. Just describe it briefly for us. De Troncate is a, uh, is an aria um, written by Rossini uh, from Rossini's opera Elisabetta, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, um, this is a, a, an aria which, which is written for the, char- the character's name is, um, is Norfolk, who was uh, one of the generals of the, the, the army in, in the United Kingdom in, back in those back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, in, in this, uh, he's, 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 this man is really distressed, and he, he's very um he he wants power he's hungry for power and you know Leicester has just been made the commander of the 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 the, the um the, the the army but this guy is hungry for power and he married uh, uh, Maria Stuarda's daughter Matilda and just because so that he wanted to be the one that Elizabeth takes seriously as the as the the, the leader and this is you singing. And this is me singing. With which orchestra? With the Bayerische Rundfunk Orchestra, which is the, the Münchner uh, Orchestra. And the, the conductor is Giacomo Sagripanti. Uh, he's Italian. That was my guest in People of Note, Levi Sechapani, singing De Troncate, one of the many roles that he's singing. And he, this appears on a new CD, I think. Yes. Tell us about <coughs> the CD. Uh when I when I was asked to uh, to record an an album, um, I was very confused. Uh, not confused. I I was not sure what I really wanted to record. I didn't want to do uh, something that everybody does today. Of oh, I want to record a CD and they record a CD. Uh, it's a mixture of different things. But I wanted to tell a story with my my album. Uh, and what I did is I I've always wanted to record a Rossini album like my idols Juan Diego Flores and Gregory Kunde, uh, um, Rockwell Blake, but I think I find that they didn't have uh, they didn't educate us more about the repertoire, about the tenors the rep the repertoire uh, was written for. So I wanted to to give people a little bit. Uh, I wanted to teach people a little bit more about my repertoire. Uh, Jonas Kaufmann uh, three years ago recorded an, 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 an album of Puccini, which with uh, with Caruso as his main tenor, so all these roles, and he, we we learned so much about Caruso, all the stuff that we didn't know. And in this CD, I did the same. I I, I presented the CD for three famous Rossini tenors that worked closely with Rossini uh, when he was when he was uh, writing, when he was uh, an active composer. Uh, the first one was uh, uh, um, Giovanni Davide. Uh, Giovanni Davide comes from the school of Belcanto in Bergamo. Uh, his father, uh, Giacomo um, uh, Davide, or David, was his teacher, and he opened the first school of Belcanto tennis in Bergamo. Uh, and uh, Rossini loved him, and he wrote, he wrote uh, all most of the roles I'm singing now. They are very high; they go extremely high. Um, and this is a, a tenor that came from Cast- the school of Castrati as well. So the voice was extremely high with no chest at all. So I don't know how he sang all those low notes that Rossini wrote in uh, Il Turco in Italia, in um, uh, some, some Rossini opera seria roles, especially like, like Hermione, uh, Otello, um, uh, what else, uh, and, and this one, Elisabetta. 
And the second tenor is Manuel Garcia. This one we know very well because he wrote lots of books on, 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 on bel canto music and on singing, the singing technique. And uh, one of his two daughters that also were famous, became famous uh, mezzo-sopranos, is Maria Malibran, who was uh, very famous. Uh, and also another, the last tenor is Andrea Nozzari, who's also Italian uh, tenor, who, who Rossini introduced the, the new uh, type of voice. From us, you have, you have tenor di grazia, and then you have baritenore. Now this is mixed off uh, of a baritone and tenor in one, in one thing. So I also recorded uh, some arias for this, but I couldn't sing that low. Obviously. For a low, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so, actually, yeah, it'll be quite tricky if you yes. if all your roles are high suddenly to sing something a to bit sing lower. Something, yes, yeah. in a, in a baritone, you must have the low notes. You know, yeah. like Rossini's Otello, for instance. Yeah. Um, it's a very very low role, and the role of uh, Lester in in Elisabetta is a baritone. So Rossini wrote. Uh, always for two tenors or four tenors yeah, in yeah, one yeah. opera. So, I wanted uh, to 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 learn to to teach people a bit more about this repertoire and those tenors and and where. So, uh, were you approached to make a CD? Yes, I was approached to make. So, a CD. it didn't cost you anything. It cost me a lot of money, actually. Really? On my side, because today the 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 recording business is is in it's different. A bit in, it's yeah, different it's now. in it's in trouble. I mean, you you must be. You must find some some big sponsor out of somewhere to come in and fund and do everything. But the sponsor for this one is Levi Sechapane. I it's me and other people and yeah. the record label. Um, I've just uh, collaborated with a new record label called uh, Prima Classic. Um, it's a it's a record label started by a, a soprano Mar Marina Rebecca from Latvia. She's a great friend of mine, and we collaborated with uh, BR Classic. And where can people get the CD? Uh, people can get CD, the CD on Amazon right now, um, or uh, if, if because I know that young people or people are now used to uh, the streaming yeah. uh, thing, uh, so they can find it on Spotify, on Apple Music, on on uh, uh, Google Play also. And they just have to look for Levi Sekapani. Okay, you, we better just spell it because not everyone can spell your name. That's true. That's true. So Levi, uh, the English way, uh, it's L E V Y. Uh, Sekhapani is uh, S-E-K-G-A-P-A-N-E. -E. So in my home language, it will be Sekhapani. So S-E-K-G. Yes. As the beginning of his surname. <laughs> That's my guest in People of Note, Levi Sekhapani. And your second piece on the program is Aludir del Padre. Yes. Uh, this is a this is a, a piece from... Um, an opera. Since I love, since I'm a bel canto tenor, I also listen to other bel canto tenors. And uh, when I heard Juan Diego Flores, who's my idol, sing this aria from from Bianca and e Fernando by Bellini, which is I think one of Bellini's first operas, if not the very first one. Um, I was I was really um, uh, I was um, inspired by by this recording to become a bel canto tenor. And this is Aludir del Padre. Uh, um, Bianca and Fernando is a, is a story of, about love. You know, they 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 separated, and then finally they come together. Uh, and um, Fernando here is 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 uh, thinking about his his loved his uh, his Bianca. That was the famous tenor Juan Diego Flores, uh, and Levi, my guest in People of Note, Levi Sechapani was saying that he's your hero. Yes. Very much. And just tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get into 
being what you are. I I must say that uh, um, I was very lucky uh, to. I can say I always tell people that opera found me because I was a I was a soccer player in the beginning, and this was my my big my huge passion. <laughs> I trained every single day. I woke up, I went to school, and I went back to soccer. You know, this was a where, normal, where did you grow up? I grew up in Kronstadt, hey, in the hey. Free State. Yeah. Okay, and so football was your first passion. Football was my first passion. It was the first thing that I that I thought. I you mean, mean serious football? Seriously, seriously. Yeah. I was I was just about to. To push it as my career, and I think I think I would have made it. I I I have I had the determination, I had the you know the drive, um, and I was just about to 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 go and make a trials for Kaiser Chiefs and others. So, but then I, I was also at the at the same time going to uh, to, um, to 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 church choirs. I, I grew up in Catholic church, so there we had we had choirs, and I was trained there as well. And also, I joined. Um, I started to sing in in big choirs, the ones that you hear like Gauteng choristers, and you know for for all mutual. But I was so young; I was about fourteen, fifteen. Uh, but I, this was this was also my second uh, love. Yeah. So you already knew that you could sing. I could sing. Yes, yeah. I, I used to. I used to. Uh, uh, to imitate Pavarotti a lot, or I, you know, I was seeing Libya, Olivia, Monere, um, and my friends thought to my, they were like, "Why he's crazy? He must be crazy, this guy." And they were laughing about this because they, you know, they heard opera on radio. They never saw it, and here I was, um, and I went to, I got a scholarship to for singing now. Yes, to 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 go to a, a, a school called Stellenberg High School in Cape Town, and initially I was. Um, I was to become a member of a, another famous choir called I the South African that. Youth Choir, which yeah, is yeah. which was a financial youth choir under the baton of Andre Farmere, and I was there for three years. Uh, it, was, it was it was wonderful to be there, and but I was not. I wasn't studying singing yet, then you know. So I was. I started piano. I I had my first theory lessons, uh, history, and all that, and by the time I got to metric. Uh, I decided to become a pianist. So I went to the University of Cape Town and I enrolled as a pianist. Seriously? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah, I studied with Frank and Larry. Uh, but I did only for about three years, piano, and then I, um, I dropped it. I continued with singing and I met Kamal Khan and he said to me, you have to stop this whole uh, this whole thing of piano just becoming Piano and football. Leave the <laughs> piano and football. <laughs> I, I, I did, actually. And um, I was studying with Hannah, Hannah van Nierkeck, uh or Hannah van Skalkbeek. Uh, she she was a great great um, yeah. inspiration inspiration yeah. to me really um, yes and this is where everything started I also have a brother you know Tebo right uh, he's he's conducting and he was also um, kind of ins- inspiring me when I was younger was he a choir conductor yes yeah or is he a choir conductor yes yes still yeah um, and he yeah, yeah he was also kind of an inspiration well that's an amazing story yeah. so I well I wonder how many other singers there are today who might have been football players true but i guess you still follow football i do pavarotti was a football player and juan diego flores was a football player um uh, who else so there's a good know. tradition there's a good, yeah. i mean we love it <laughs> and here comes jonas kaufmann another great tenor singing music by strauss ich trage meine minna that was music by strauss sung by Jonas Kaufmann, Ich trage meine Minna, the choice of 
Levi Sechapane, who's my guest in People of Note. Levi is a famous tenor now, uh, based in Munich and singing all over the world. Where have you been singing? Uh, I've been really lucky to to uh, to have the opportunities I've had in the past three years. I, I made my debut in, um, uh, in, the, the, in fact, in the first season that when I started to freelance, I sang in all the big theatres in in Germany, uh, Deutsche Oper Berlin, the Bayerische Staatsopera, um, Frankfurt, Zempo Opera, all of them. And I've also um, sung in Italy. Uh, I did the Rossini Opera Festival. I did the Donizetti Opera Festival. Uh, I sang I sang in Parma. I sang in Firenze, in Florence. Uh, also in France, I made my, my debut in Paris at the Opera Bastille, Opera Bastille. Uh, opera party. So you sung in some of the big opera houses of yes, the world. I did. And in the USA at all? I have my US debut is coming this year in November. Where is that? In Los Angeles in uh, LA Opera. I will debut um, as Don Ramiro in Rossini's La Cenerentola. And obviously you have an agent who's looking after yes, you. Yes, his name is Federico Tondelli and he's a He's also um, an inspiration to me, and he completely changed my life. Uh, he believed in me when I was when I was very young. Uh, you know, I I, I sang in Chemnitz before uh, I think I was about twenty three when I moved to, to to Germany to sing there with Kobe van Rensburg. And at that time, it was before I won also the competitions. It was a it was it was a learning curve. I just finished university and I met this guy Federico Tondelli, and he said to me, "You have to start immediately." I was like, "I'm I'm too young. I don't think I'm ready to to start a big career." And he said, "I push you now," and he pushed me into the right places, the right theaters, and and I grew I grew into it. And now you're where you are. Now I am where. I yeah, am. <laughs> and and it's amazing. And and I think uh, if you can just talk about this a moment, our. South African singers generally are doing pretty well around the world. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I mean, we have, um, uh, if, you know, obviously Britiente has been doing amazing for a long time. She's a big inspiration. Uh, we have also Sunny Boy Dada is also out there. Uh, Elsa van den Heerfe in, in the yeah. Met. She's, yeah, uh, um, uh, also, we have Siabonga. Yeah, we'll go to Berlin now. Uh, Golda Schultz. Golda Schultz. Yeah. Uh, great. There are lots of them. Lucano. Yeah. Uh, Do you know Lucano? Lucano Moyaka. Moyaka is bravo. He's in Vienna. Bongiwa Nakane. Yeah, lots of singers. Lots yeah. of singers. No, it's, it's really good for it's, us. It's, it's yeah. very good for us, yes. Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that I've always been wanting to ask is that. Are there many tenors like you, this very high tenor, or are uh, they rare? They are rare. They are rare. They're so that's why you're cleaning up. <laughs> well, they're still, I mean, I think at the top, they're still about the best right now in the world. Uh, it's probably maybe five on the list. So, so um, you're lucky. I am to have this high tenor voice. I am very, very lucky. Yeah, because yes. you're in demand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There is. I mean, every opera house plays plays Rossini's Baba of Seville, like they play Verdi's Traviata. You know, so Baba of Seville will be my was my um, my uh, entrance or my yeah. stepping stone into yeah. all the big theaters. Um, so you're not short of work. I'm not. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> and, and how far ahead are you booked now? Uh, until twenty twenty three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's for our listeners. I think it's really important that they understand this that you are now booked 
four years in advance. Yes. Which is amazing. It's amazing, really, because it was already, it happened already last year. And um, um, as you know, that every four years or every five years or every three years, uh, um, the, the, all the big theaters would change the, the direct, directing team. So, and another one goes there and he starts working only three years later after he was appointed. So then he starts also to, to book, you know, he, he looks at, yeah. ah, I want Levy there, I want Sia there, I want that one there. Yeah. So uh, this is our business, the business keeps on going. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Now here comes the somber forest. This is from William Tell by Rossini and just tell us who's singing here. Uh, the person that's singing is my good friend. Her name is uh, Marina Ribeka, and she's from Latvia. She has a great soprano, big, wonderful career, uh, and she um, she had a, a big success singing this piece by Rossini, uh, Guillaume Tell, William Tell, in the Metropolitan Opera House. And when she sang this aria, she brought me to tears. And um, she was, I have to say, the best after um, after Montserrat Caballero. That was uh, Marina Ribeka, a Latvian soprano, singing an aria from William Tell by Rossini. The choice of Levi Sechapane, who's my guest in People of Note. Levi Sechapane, as you heard earlier, comes from Kronstadt originally. He went to the University of Cape Town and is now singing all over the world. Have you been to the East yet? Um, no. China, Japan, no, I Korea? Haven't, I haven't. Not? I haven't been there yet, yes. I haven't ah, been there well, yet. there's a new world for you to conquer over there that's as true, well. That's true, that's yeah. true. I... I I, well, I was supposed to do something in, 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 in Tokyo two years ago, but it was, I was, you know, when they asked me, I'm always not free. So, but I hope that I, when they ask me, I'll be free next time. <laughs> now, when you're not singing, um, how do you keep fit and how do you uh, entertain yourself? Do you still play some amateur football or not? No, I stopped playing uh, football, but sometimes when my friends want to, to take me along and we play, I will try, I'll take my my chances. But, but you still enjoy it? I still enjoy it a lot. Watching it, I watch it um, yeah. pretty much. But I have picked up a new hobby, which is uh, playing tennis. And I, I, I picked it up. Uh, I've been playing one year now. I uh, took lessons. Everywhere I go all over the world for job, for my work, I take my rackets, my bags, and my shoes, and I play. Uh, and I love it. I'm watching the Australian Open now, for, for instance. Um, and this is what I do when I to keep in shape. I have yeah. to I have to to lose weight, as you know. It's very important for the roles I do because I'm normally I'm playing Lindoro in Bob of Seville, a count who has to be looking charming and thin, and you know. Um, so I have to to watch out what I what I eat. But well, I don't watch out watch what I eat now because I'm on holidays. So I don't care. I can always lose the weight. I go to the I go to the gym as well. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I, I, I'm studying a lot because I have concerts coming up uh, and, and big debuts. Yeah, it's interesting because most singers don't like to eat before they sing. So one of the problems for singers is that you end up eating late at night and then yes. going straight to bed. True. <laughs> and this is not good for your health. This is not good for the health, yes. Yeah. yes. And because you sing a lot in Italy, I guess you're eating a lot of pasta. Yes, but you know, when, I, when I'm in Italy, I do eat a lot and I I don't eat a lot of pasta, but I eat a lot of pizza, and uh, I mean the food in Italy. Because the food is good, it's right? It's unbelievable. But but I don't gain weight when I'm there, and this is why they most of them are thin. You know, they, the Italians. I don't know how they do it. They eat a lot. They also they eat very late. They eat after yeah, yeah, eight yeah. at nine or, <laughs> or at ten. Yeah. They drink a lot of wine, which is also you know it's got, it's got a lot of um, calories in it. But it's okay. Um, but I also yes, I'm, I am one of those singers that don't that don't eat before a performance. I would 
go to I would drink coffee or eat uh I don't know I don't yeah. eat I sleep I wake up I go to the theater and normally I get hungry in the intermission of a, of an opera I mean you know yeah. after operas of Rossini the the first act is almost 2 hours long and after that then I get hungry and I eat a banana and I drink water yeah. no no I don't drink water I drink coke I never drink water during a performance That's interesting why is that <laughs> Because uh um my voice is 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 obviously one of the light ones and you need the uh, you need the in the big theaters with 3000 seaters to 4000 or 2000 to 3000 it's, it's huge and to sing rossini there is very difficult and you have to pump it out yes you have to you you need yeah. the the high harmonics you need yeah. uh, you need the 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 focus in the voice uh and if the for me if the vocal cords are not dry enough water can can make them yeah. you know uh, sort of flammy and and uh, end up going <coughs> yeah. but coke keeps it keeps it dry for me there you go yeah. so there's a little tip for wannabe tenors who are <laughs> listening to this program i'm talking to levi sekhapani who's uh, a high tenor and he's visiting south africa he's on holiday here for a while and it's wonderful that he's come in to talk to me on people of note that's the program you're listening to here on classic 1027 And your next choice is Alfredo Kraus, uh number 5 on your list. Just tell us about this. Uh Alfredo Kraus is a is a is an idol of many tenors. Uh he was not my idol but but I I was um introduced to him by a lot of my colleagues. They said listen, watch him and listen to him. His videos this guy was an elegant tenor. Uh he was not a Rossini tenor but he was a bel canto tenor. He later on moved to a lot of big repertoire and he was I mean until he was 70 this man or until he was 69 um he was still singing bel canto roles <laughs> pumping the high notes and uh one of the, the the songs that I've heard him sing was Jurame which is a a um a, a famous spanish song it's a, it could be a folk song or something spanish trot uh, folks yeah by Maria Greva so um is it Greva or Greva I don't know can't pronounce that and she uh Kraus was one of the tenors that made the 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 the, the aria famous and here it comes Jurame sung by Alfredo Kraus that was the famous tenor Alfredo Kraus singing Jurame a spanish song by Maria Grever Grever I don't know Grever, how you pronounce Grever. this not a name I've come She's, across she was spanish yeah. and when you're here on holiday levy do you just chill out with your mates no and actually your family I, I'm not seeing uh, I'm not seeing my mates right now uh, because I I'm studying so I'm very busy I'm doing a concert next week it's an open ball we call it it's an opera ball where in, is this now in Germany in Munich uh, in uh, Deutsches Theater uh, and I'm I'm doing uh, lots of French music and I don't speak French but I um, have to really concentrate a lot oh, so you're studying. basically working while yeah, you're yeah I'm studying I I'm going out with my my brothers and um seeing some friends Yes. But it's nice to be home. It's so really nice to do be home. Do you miss South Africa? I do. You know, after living uh outside of this country for 5 years, I really started to appreciate it a lot. One of the things that I appreciated the most was our weather. Um also uh, uh, uh our our nature, you know, uh the and landscapes, our way, our way of life as well. It's it's very it's very elegant and and I mean it's very nice. It's it's more it's it's kind of Mediterranean, you know. I I'm I'm in love with Italy. as a country and i when i always when i'm in italy i feel i feel like i'm home i feel like i'm in south africa the people are so generous uh they're so i mean the, every country is crazy politically and the people are i mean also 
the the sense of humor amongst the the black people and oh, amongst the the, um, the 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 races. It's really it's really funny. I see it on Facebook. I follow it all the time. It's I enjoy that a lot, and I miss that a lot when I'm when yeah. I'm not home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very nice to have you home. Have you done any concerts while you've been here? No. No, I decided it's to It's a real holiday. It's a real holiday. I decided yeah. to to not to not sing this time yeah. to just uh, to just enjoy. Just chill. Yeah. 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 And prepare for the next yes. onslaught. But now I see that uh, talking of Italy, here comes Pavarotti. Mm. Was did you ever see him when he came to South Africa? I never saw him. You never saw him. I wish he came I did. Three or yes. four times, I Yeah, think. I heard. And you never saw him. I never saw him. I I think I was too young also when he when he came something and I was not even following opera. At that time, I was still a soccer player, but when I when I um, started to listen to his recordings and to follow him, I was uh, obviously inspired by this by this unbelievable voice, probably the the greatest tenor to have ever lived. Um, and uh, yes, here he comes, Pavarotti singing music by Verdi. That was music by Verdi from Un ballo in mascara, ma seme forza perdetti. Bravo. And Pavarotti, the famous Luciano Pavarotti, singing there. That was the choice of my guest in People of Note, Levi Sechapane. Now, Levi, you, you, your years are planned like four years ahead. Uh, where would you like to be? I know where you'll be in four years. Where would you like to be in ten years, let's say? Have you thought about this? Or are you just letting life take you where it's taking you? I have actually, um, I have I have some dreams of uh, obviously, and I, I, I at the moment I am trying to focus on on uh, because you know the this whole opera thing and this singing thing is 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 very tricky and also demanding from us as singers that we have to pay attention to how the voice is growing. I'm just about to turn thirty, and the voice is changing. It dropped also when three years ago when I was twenty five. Um, so it's definitely going down. Now. Yeah, it's, but I think I will never be a a, a full lyric tenor. Yeah. I think, but but it's very good for me to to be able to have this 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 substance in in the voice. And when the voice is doing that, we have to pay attention to the technique because things change, and that you have to keep on coming back to to see where if things are in place or what what changed. Uh, so for for now, I'm just focusing on that on my voice, seeing that I do my best. On stage, and I, 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 I learn and grow as an artist, um, which is something that that we all have to wait for. You have to wait, and you have to learn as you go. Um, and have you got someone guiding you and helping you? Actually, every now and then. But I, in because of mo I spend most of my times in Europe. I have uh, some of the greatest pianists in the world. Actually, I go to. Uh, I work with them. Um, I, I st I'm studying. I'm going to study now with a, a pianist called um, uh, Giulia Zappa. He's, he's also pretty famous in Italy. I'm, I'm These are vocal coaches. Vocal coaches, yeah. yes. They, they are very, very good at knowing what's... They are not teachers. They, just, they can just guide you and say, no, you, the, here you need to close the voice because it's doing this. Uh, yes. So all the way along, you're learning all the time. All the how time. How to cope with stresses and strains. Yes. How to cope with certain roles. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because I guess those guys who've who've been doing this for years, they know all the problems. Mm -hmm. They know how to help people. They know how to help people. That's yeah. right. That's right. And also, uh, uh, you as an artist, because you've figured it out and you've known over the years how to cope with stress and anxiety on stage, which many tenors actually, like, for instance, uh, 
Giuseppe uh, Giacomini, who was a great tenor, like Jonas Kaufmann, you know, or Caruso type of voice. He was very, very anxious, this man. Uh, you get anxious. I do sometimes because it's, uh, you know, I think the adrenaline has to help us to, you know, has to push us. But it never gets, it never overwhelms me or yeah. it, never, it never takes control of me. And you always feel comfortable in the hands of whichever conductor you're True. working with because yes. they know their stuff too. They do, they do. And sometimes, I mean, um, it doesn't always go the way you expect it. Yeah. <laughs> you have conductors that have their ideas and they, they, are, they, um, they are not... They not are not the same up. as yours always. Yes, they are not up for discussion or, you know, so they just, uh, we go, poof, poof. you have others that are not so good with singers, which happens, but you have the ones that are amazing, like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Levi. Now, what about Mercadante, your next choice? This is Jose Carreras, another great tenor. Yes. Um, this up, this is, this is, uh, as in, I don't, I cannot remember which opera this comes from because it's a rare, it's one of the opera rarities. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a very, very, Big fan of Carreras, and I think a lot of young tenors should listen to this man. How he not follow his way, but but just to to have an idea of what he did when he was young. And I always go to listen to his uh, recordings. And I had I heard this recording on on Spotify, uh, I think last year, singing this this beautiful aria, and 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 I was so completely in love with it. The balcanto way, this this rich voice, which is. Um, uh, 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 going to the direction of a Helden, but also a full lyric voice uh, without push, uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this piece. That was Jose Carrera singing music by Mercadante, Computer e Omai, the choice of Levi Sechapani, who's my guest in People of Note. That's the program you're listening to on Classic 1027. We're just going to take a short break, and we'll be back after this. Welcome back to People of Note here on Classic 1027 broadcasting from Houghton in Johannesburg. My guest in People of Note is Levi Sechapane, who's a tenor, a high tenor. Uh, what did you call it? A special special name? Tenore di Grazie. Tenore di Grazie. Yes. And in German? Um, Ach, ich weiß nicht. Hoch, no, I don't know <laughs> hoch what tenor. Hoch tenor. Hoch tenor. Yeah. Or, uh, so do you find yourself... Because the repertoire is mostly Rossini, mm. of course, all opera houses put on Rossini. Yes. But where do you feel most at home? Do you feel at home in Germany or Italy or everywhere, really? Um, uh, it's 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 a it's a very interesting. Well, it's a good question because you know, um, if you go to, I think, in general, if you go to different theaters, you will you will never be really laughed by everybody. And somewhere you will have huge success and you will keep on going back there and the people will be crazy about you. But then you will go out to another theater and they will go, mm, it's okay. And then another tenor will come in and it'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, this is always the case, but, but it doesn't affect us so much. We just try to, to, give, to give the best. Um, but for me, I feel, I feel at home when I'm, when I'm in, um, in, in theaters that have fantastic acoustics, like... Okay, I sang a lot in Germany, like for instance in um, Bayerische Staatsoper in Munich has one of the best acoustics that I've ever sung. Uh, Zempa Opera as well uh, in Dresden, Dresden, yeah. where I, I did a young artist program there. 
I, the acoustics are amazing, so I feel that everybody can hear my voice. But it's difficult when you go to to to, to big theaters like Gran Teatro Liceo in Barcelona, which is huge. It's like almost three thousand seaters, and you cannot, you almost cannot hear yourself singing a corridente. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to work too hard. Yeah, uh, yes. Then you start pushing. Yeah, then you have, but then you can also be smart about it. You yeah. can do what. Alfredo Kraus did, Juan Diego Flores did. I'm doing it now as well. So I come always close to the pit. Yeah. To um because I think where the proscenium is, it's if you are behind the line, it gets caught it, behind the proscenium. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go over so that the voice gives yeah. a give gives that bite into the audience. And yeah, I mean, you go to other theaters. People appreciate you. They hear you. Some people don't hear you so well, but they love your voice anyway. And and I yeah, I feel I feel at home when I'm singing um. Uh, in those theaters, in Grand Theater Liceo, in Munich, or in in, uh, in Dresden. We're going to hear now Montserrat Caballé. This is music by Verdi also, Pace Pace. Yes. That was Pace Pace uh, by Verde, Verdi, sung by Montserrat Caballé. Uh, as I don't know if many people know, but here in South Africa, but in Europe, uh, a lot of people know that I was very close to her. Uh, she was uh, also a big inspiration, a wonderful person. Uh, and uh, I, I won her competition, Montserrat Caballé International Competition, uh, four years ago before I started my career. And that's that was, that's when we met. And uh, when she sang this this beautiful piece, um, Pache Pache by Verdi, I, I, I always just, you could always hear the sincerity uh, she sang from the heart always, and and I really um, I I miss her a lot, and, and she was she was really wonderful. Now, just because she visited South Africa also at yes. some stage, and I just wonder now, um, opera has been a bit in decline in South mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. to be frank. Yes, that's right. And I wonder if we will still go on producing the wonderful singers that we have over the past 25 years, let's say. Mm. Do you think so? I mean, how do, you, how do you view the scene here now? I think, I think we are, in terms of uh, 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 the, the logistics and the, the, the finances, the finances of, of producing opera, we are in trouble. <laughs> but I think in terms of talent and producing the talent, we are really, really... I it's think still, it's still coming. It's, still, it's it's going to go on for a long time, yeah. I think, because uh, some of these singers. If you go to NCF uh, or if you go to Melting Pot, you see all these great voices that need to be to be kept in in good shape. Needs to be given uh, to be fed knowledge. Uh, needs to be trained in the right way. Um, and for me, I, I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not really worried about that. I'm just worried about. The you bigger know, scene. The, yeah, the yeah. bigger scene. Um, yeah, yes. Which is quite worrying, I must yes. say, because virtually in, in Gauteng now, Brooklyn Theatre occasionally does an opera, but it's mostly gone now. Oh, my God. Western Cape, yeah, it's Durban, gone. Nothing happens in Durban, I don't think. Wow. Not opera, anyway. So, I mean, it is, it's a bit of a worry. Yes, yeah. yes. And it must be for you guys, too, because I'm sure... Wouldn't it be great if you, the, all these singers that are now overseas, could come back and do something? And do something, but yeah. yes, I'm trying to do that sometimes. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to come back uh, to bring some friends of mine to do uh, a rare opera of Rossini called something like Matilde di Chabran, something that's never performed. Uh, probably it won't sell so much like yeah. like the Bob of Seville yeah. because it's famous. But 
um, I'm, I'm trying to do. But we, we, we come back a lot. I'm doing, I, I sing a lot at home. And do you meet up with fellow South Africans overseas? Yes. Yeah. You know, when I was in Salzburg Festival, I was last year I made my debut. I, I, I sang Idomeneo of Mozart. And I was just outside walking home from a rehearsal and I was standing with one of my friends and Siabonga, there he was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we, we, we still, we still, every now and then. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm I'm always traveling, so I never yeah, um, yeah. I never get to see them. Yeah. Right here comes your next choice now, also by Verdi, Giannella Notte, and this is two famous singers, Pavarotti and Kiri Tekanoa. Two great singers chosen by Levi Sechapani, my guest in People of Note, Luciano Pavarotti and Kiri Tekanoa singing music by Verdi, Giannella Notte. Now I see coming up. Uh, another part of your history. <laughs> you said that you studied piano at Stellenberg. Uh, just a matter of interest, how did you get chosen to go to Stellenberg in Stellenbosch? Uh, I was um, uh, the the you know Andre van der Merve was going around the country to I think um, almost all the provinces choosing special voices to be to become part of this big dream that they had. And, uh, and they came to Kronstadt at some point. I don't know how they got there, but... <laughs> and you happened to hear about it? Yes, from... Actually, my brother and I heard about it from um, a lady friend. Uh, and and she, she, her, her daughter was already there. Um, and she said, why, why doesn't, why doesn't Levy go there? I was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a singer, really. I, I'm just... Um, I'm a football player. I'm a football player. And she said, just go. You could, be, you could be good. And we worked and I studied a bit. And I remember in the audition, I sang Silent Night. And my voice was so high, I was almost like a soprano. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that's how you got there. And then you yes. started studying piano. I st yes. In Stellenberg, I had some piano lessons, but they were not serious until I went to university. When I yeah. went to university, I did it. And it was really, it was a nightmare because I, I was... You were behind. I was behind. I started playing piano when I was 16. And obviously, the fingers and the muscles were... were, were yeah. um, were, 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 were behind where were they behind, should have been. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but but I, I I wish that now I studied in university because now it's so simple. I, I I read and I don't play for a long time, but every time I go back to it, it's 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 still working. I think I guess it's just experience. <laughs> and it's good to help yourself yes, with the piano yes. too. Yeah. So you've chosen uh, Christian Zimmermann yes. playing the piano concerto number one by Chopin. That was Christian Zimmermann playing part of the Piano Concerto Number no. 1 by Frédéric Chopin. And it's the choice of uh, Levi Sechapane, who's my guest in People of Note. This program is broadcast every Sunday from 6 to 8. And I was just lucky to catch Levi while he was in South Africa. And he's here partly to promote his new CD. Uh, what is it called, Levi, your new CD? It's called Jovin Fiamma, meaning... Jovin is an Italian word. Actually, the whole, the whole phrase, uh, it means a young flame. So Jovin, young, fiamma my flame. And that's you. Uh, uh, well, you know, Marina Rebecca, because I was going to call the CD Rossini Tennis, but she said, ah, that's not interesting enough. Why don't you just make it about yourself? Because when I hear your voice, I hear this flame and I hear this young sound and you can call it Jovin Fiamma. So I was like, wow, that could work. And, and I asked a couple of friends of mine and they, they, they loved it. They loved the name. And if people want to buy the actual CD, can they do that? You say through Amazon. Yes. 
yes yeah. you can you can it can it can uh, get delivered to you through yeah. amazon or i think from um not from from much i've i've i'm i'm working with uh, s- uh, some people on my website to we are creating a link where you could go to my website uh um, com. you can go uh, to my website and go onto the the cd um, there's a link there where you can you can Purchase order it, it from yeah. The, yes yeah yeah and it, it 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 will get delivered to you yeah and i just want to say again levi sekhapane has an unusual spelling so it's l e v y and Sekhapane is S-E-K-G-A-P-A-N-E. Yes, that's great that you know it so so well because it's I mean some opera houses still make a mistake. You know they put the G before the before the yeah, K, or yeah. others use use an H. I'm like that's Sekhapane. Yeah. So there you are. If you want to go to his website to find out what he's doing and. Does someone, you say someone helps you with your website yes. to get all the information about where you're yes. performing so that your fans in in Belgium or South Africa <laughs> or wherever can find out, can exactly, find out exactly where you're where, performing yes. so that they can come and be groupies also. <laughs> yes. yes, it's up. It's uh, it's always up to date, my website, uh, with with, uh, with all the dates and everything. Uh, we, we always update it at least six months uh, you yeah. know, in advance. Yeah. But tell us about the feeling when the fans go mad. I mean, when you've done a great aria and the people go crazy, it's a really good feeling. That's true. It's, yeah. it's, um, it takes time to get to that level, obviously. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I've just done Cenerentola and Liege and every night was like this insane, un- unbelievable. Uh, and, you know, um, at the end of the aria, Siri Trovarla, Yo Juro, the prince get, enters a carriage and it goes up into the sky and he flies off and the audience still clap until I go into the into the clouds. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Then you know that you've you've done you've done well, yeah. you know. And is there work for you outside of opera? I mean I know for example that Sia Bonga loves singing oratorio and concerts. Yes. So how much of that work do you do? Me too. I because I'm I I, I, I try I try that when I'm free. Um I do a messiah somewhere, I do handles. I I'm also exactly like him. I, I love in fact, me and him actually we we come the same route, you know. So um, I I try sometimes to do to do something to do an oratorio or to do a concert. I do a lot of concert gala concerts. I do a lot of uh, recitals with piano. I'm I'm called crazy about that recital programs. I do recital programs in uh, in four languages: Italian, German, English, and French. Um, uh, but but um, I every now and then I try to do a messiah somewhere or something. I try I try. Yeah. So um, you're kept pretty busy by the sound of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I also st- I still rest a lot. I mean, I, I get I get weeks in between. Like I get like two weeks off, so I go home in Munich to rest. I get one week, sometimes just three days. But but I do get yeah. get a lot of rest. And actually, for singers, that's really important. Yes. Yeah, singers have to rest a lot. You've got to rest the voice. Because believe me, when you get tired, the first thing to show is in your voice. It's in your voice. Yeah. And it's really because you know. People don't understand this. They don't understand that we are. It's like athletes, you know. They, if the minute you you mess up the, the legs, muscles, the yeah. muscles, you are you are done. Yeah. You cannot play, and it's a, it's a big disappointment to the fans. But they don't understand. And for us, it's the same thing. They yeah. don't. When you are tired, you are tired. They don't get it. And you go, but you know you are engaged four years in advance, but you still have to go there. Yeah. And you have to deliver. And if you if you give a bad performance, they they boo you. Or, I mean, I was booed before. Really? Yes. <laughs> and that's not a good feeling. 
that's not good and i was very really sad and i was too young and to 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 you know to handle it but yeah. it's yes so it happens yeah but it's a shock to the system it it is and you don't want to repeat it too often now <laughs> now not a, but you know you never know sometimes you think you are amazing yeah. but then the people think you are not and somebody just boos boos out of nowhere so yeah. you cannot control the the yeah. audience you can't wow <laughs> now uh this is a different kind of music your next choice is uh, by Wagner, Richard Wagner. It's the prelude to Meistersinger, and the conductor is James Levine. That was music by Richard Wagner, the prelude to Meistersinger, and James Levine was the conductor. An interesting thing for you, being the sort of tenor that you are, is that you've got, if your voice slowly goes down over the years, you've got lots of other roles you can look at. At the moment, you have to fulfill particular roles because yes. you've got a very particular voice. Yes, that's right. But when I asked you earlier, you know, looking forward 10 years or maybe 20 years, because you're only 30 now, right? Yes, yes. Um, you've got other roles to that's look right. forward to. That's right. Yeah, yes. which is, so, and, and, and you're looking forward to that. I am looking forward to that, uh, obviously. And um, I, I love, uh, I love, I love Wagner's operas, as you know. I don't know if I'll become a Wagnerian tenor, but maybe in my sixties if I'm still alive. <laughs> but uh, I love operas of of of, of Verdi, like like Rigoletto, uh, the Duke, the role of the Duke is an unbelievable role. I would love to do this Traviata, not so much for me, but uh, um, like French repertoire uh, stuff like Forêt, um, Gounod, you know, um, Faust, um, yeah, these these big these these sort of lyric yeah. parts. So those are still to come in your this, life. This, yes, yeah. I, I will definitely do, do those, those, those French, uh, French roles. Well, and talking of that, here comes one now, but this is by Rossini, right? Yes. It's called uh, J'entends d'ici le bruit des armes from Le Comptory by Rossini. It's a comedy. And he said that his French wasn't good, you see. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> that was Rossini in French mood because he lived in Paris. He lived in uh, Paris. Yeah. And uh, his second life. His, his second life. life, yeah. And his life, his composing life was pretty short. Yes. Yeah. And then in his old age, he wrote a whole lot of little pieces, yes. including the Petite Messe Solennelle, right. which is a fabulous piece. Yes. Uh, but he stopped composing opera. Was yes. yeah, he I suppose he thought he was sort of written out. Uh I think he was uh he was um I mean after Guillaume Tell, which is uh, William Tell was the last one that he wrote. Uh it was a masterpiece and but but also you could see that it was his compositional uh you uh skills skill were going down. Maybe, maybe because because he took a lot he wrote a lot of uh, opera pasticcio, you know, the where you take different music for, or parts of different operas and bring them together to form an opera. Um, but I think he could still go on, this guy. He was some, he was yeah. some genius that, uh, he was yeah. unbelievable. Do you know that he, he, do you know his first oratorio, Messa di Gloria? Yes. Oh, I've just done this in Paris. This is unbelievable. Uh, I was so, sh so, uh, so shocked or so, so um, intrigued by it because you can see the parallels uh, between this and Solanelle and later on Stabat Mater. And from, from, it was unbelievable to see this. This, this was, he was really a great genius. Yeah. Well, that was music by Rossini. And then I see uh, coming up is uh, something else from Meistersinger. Now, there are no roles at the moment for you in Wagner, right? Yes. In Meistersinger, I would do uh, David. 
but it's a lot of text and it's German. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know, and at one time, you're sort of 25 minutes on the stage. Yes. Yeah. It's very, 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 very tricky. Yeah. I would do it. I mean, if, if I... If if I if they pay me a lot of money and I went to a big theater, I, I would do it. Probably I would do it. But I love I love Mastersing and I love Wagner. I have a, a, a have a little um, story with Wagner because when I went, when I moved to Germany, I lived in Dresden, where Wagner's great masterpieces, German masterpieces, were premiered, and I heard them with Christian Tillemann and, and the Staatskapelle with the greatest singers of, of our time, like Nina Stemmer, uh, um, Stephen Good, all the greatest Wagnerian uh, um, singers. So I got educated in the right way with this record. And, and what a beautiful place to live. That's true. Dresden is Dresden such is a beautiful city. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that was music by Richard Wagner, sung by Jonas Kaufmann. It was from Meistersinger Am Stillen Herd. And it's the choice of Levi Sechapani, who's my guest in People of Note. And we're coming towards the end of the program. And I'm happy to see, Levi, that you've put in another uh, aria by yourself. And it's, <laughs> I'm not, this is from your CD, right? Yes, this from, I'm not trying to produce myself, but I... No, no, you should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with this one is because uh, Languir per una bella, it's an aria that... I won a lot of big competitions with, and a lot of people uh, know me with this aria, and it's very special to my heart, and I thought uh, I should add it. And to, this is from the Italian from girl in Algiers. In Algiers, yes. In, also uh, by Rossini. Also by Rossini. Yeah. And it's interesting that it's the Italian girl from Algiers, because there was lots of interest in Africa in those days. True. Um, and, and these rather exotic scenes for operas like Aida, and also, Guno did that one about um, Ceylon. And there was uh, Puccini did one about Japan. Wow. So all these, these exotic that, yes. places, yeah, yes. they, were, they were interested in yes. them. And so here comes my guest in People of Note, Levi Sechapani, singing Languir per una bella. That was my guest, Levi Sechapani, singing an aria by Rossini, Languir per una bella, pretty fast, I think. Yes, the last part. Uh, the last part was so fast. Uh, it was never recorded that fast before. And this, I knew. I did my homework <laughs> because I wanted it to be different. You know, I, I um, uh, to f the agility for me, which is the fast singing, the fast notes in the in, in the in the in this piece. It, it's much more, and it sounds much more interesting if the tempo is fast. But but some singers could disagree with me because their voices are not as fast as mine. But I think every Rossini tenor should be able to do that. To, to do this music with whether the tempo is super fast or pressed or whatever, but you must be able to do it. And it's written that way. Um, as long as the orchestra can play it that also, fast. Yes, that's yeah. true. As long as the orchestra can also play that yeah, fast. Yeah, because yeah, Rossini's got a hell of a lot of notes yes, in it. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really difficult for the orchestra. I mean, the yeah. of Seville, it's, yeah. it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's hectic. Well. Um, yes. I listened to other recordings of other tennis in the past, and no, I never heard anyone did it that fast. So I tried to be a little bit different. <laughs> And you succeeded. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, Levi, it's been a pleasure having you on the program. Thank you very much. And uh, we all wish you well as you go back to Europe now, back to winter. Back to winter. It's snowing wow. a lot right now there. Yeah. Oh. And we hope that when you come back to South Africa for your next visit, that you come and perform for us here and do some yes. concerts. And yes. We should do something together. We should soon. do something together. We really should. <laughs> So there we are. And in fact, we've been trying to get you to come yes, for Starlight Classics, but it's never quite happened. 
So I think we must find a gap in your schedule yes, somewhere. Yes. But it's great to talk to you, and it's great to have you home. Thanks for coming into Thank the studio. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. And uh, we're going to play out with some music by Chopin. And thanks to Mataba Taba, who's helped us put the program together. My brother Mataba Taba. And to Levy, who's been with us here in the studio. And, of course, thank you to you at home for listening. People of Note is the program from 6 to 8 every Sunday. So make it a date for next week. And for this week, at least from all of us here in the studios in Houghton, it's a very good night. <laughs>